Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Welcome once again to this church at home service. An opportunity for us to gather together with loved ones and to spend time in the Word. God spoke to Moses and Jesus echoed these exact same words that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And as we come together in a moment like this, that's why we come together. We come together and we say, God, would you cause your word to be bread and be life unto me. I also want to take this opportunity to invite you that if you're not part of a church community, if you're just tuning in, dialing in, clicking in on this message, we want to invite you to consider becoming part of our church community. Church at its heart is community. People who love one another, care for one another, look after one another, reach out to one another. I so love that our church, even in this time of lockdown, has found a way to thrive. We're far from perfect, but it's so encouraging to hear the stories of people spontaneously just reaching out to others in our church family, because that is what the Church of Jesus is all about. One of the questions that I've heard often, that we see often, and as church leaders, people message, what is God saying to us in this time? I want us to look at a passage found in the book of Isaiah chapter 8. I shared briefly on it with our leaders at a leaders meeting recently. But I want to share with you today as we turn to that book. I'm going to read from New King James and it will be on the screen as well. You're welcome to read from whichever translation you prefer. We're going to be reading from verse 11. It's a passage that I believe God is speaking to me very much about. And perhaps these thoughts and these words are going to resonate in your heart, and today they will be bread for you that you can live by in this day. It starts in a, a passage or in a verse where God is speaking to a prophet, Isaiah. It's in a time of calamity, this big calamity heading towards the people of Israel. God speaks to Isaiah and he says these words, and he starts powerfully by, The Lord spoke thus to me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people. Can we, before we continue, take a moment to pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for the power of your word that shapes and transforms us, that informs us, that leads our way. We know that we cannot live by bread alone, but we live by every word that proceeds from your mouth. And so even today we ask Jesus, speak to us through your word. Amen. And so here is this instruction as God speaks to the prophet Isaiah. And he says to him, when a strong way, a strong hand is the wording that's used here, that he should not walk in the way of this people. Following Jesus has always been countercultural. It's not deliberately countercultural. We don't go and look for ways in which to be difficult or to be different. But as we follow Jesus, we do things differently to the way the world does them. The nature is to think different, to act different, to do different. One classic example is to turn the other cheek. And that's exactly what God says to Isaiah. He says, 
Don't think like the world thinks around the situation you're about to find yourself in. And then he goes on, he says, do not say a conspiracy concerning all that this people call a conspiracy. I posted that verse on social media recently. I was amazed at how many people's hearts that scripture resonated with. I'm amazed at how, especially as believers, we're drawn to conspiracy. And there are, I guess, there are a number of potential reasons for that. But what I sense God is wanting to say to me very much and perhaps to you is don't get drawn into conspiracy. It doesn't mean that calamity is not coming. As a matter of fact, we'll see in a moment, there is intense calamity about to hit the people. But God says to Isaiah, don't think of it in that way. Don't focus on the conspiracy. Don't focus on the people and their motivation and the reason behind it. Focus on me is what he continues to say in just a moment. He says, don't be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. I honestly believe that God would say to you today in the midst of this lockdown, in the midst of the entire situation we find ourselves in, don't be troubled. Our response as Christians in every single situation should be a response of faith and not of fear. I spoke about that right when the lockdown process started. As Christians, our default position should be faith, believers, hoping in God, not fear. The Bible says there is no fear in love. And so as we are made perfect in God's love, He casts out every fear. Do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. Don't be troubled where you find yourself now. Don't be worried. Don't be afraid of whatever the world may say, whether it's on the conspiracy side or whether it's on the disease side, the financial calamity side. The Bible tells us so clearly, do not be troubled. Personally, I've been challenged in this time in lockdown, finances. Where do I put my faith? Do I put my faith in God when he says, do not worry what you will eat or what you will drink? That's hard in a time of lockdown when the budget isn't adding up. It's easy for us to say that God is my provider. He is my source. I will look to him and until the budget starts not looking so good, until the spreadsheet is giving that red number. And I want to encourage you, keep your eyes focused on Jesus. When he said, do not worry, I think he meant it. He carries on the Lord of hosts. Him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear. And let him be your dread. I wonder in this time, what are we most swayed by? What are we most driven by? What are we most drawn to? Are we drawn to social media and the fear it can induce in our time? I saw a little photo of somebody said, is there a way in which we can stop the fear? A little cartoon. Is there a way in which we can stop this fear? And the next slide it was, yes. And there was a man who was just turning off his social media. Just turning off the TV, turning off the news, not listening to all those multitudes of voices that are vying for our attention. But let God be your fear. Press into Him. Say, God, if good, if there's good in my life, then it will come for you. And if there's disaster in my life, God, you are still Lord over it. God, it's you that I fear. He will be as a sanctuary. A place of refuge, a, a place of safety that I believe God is inviting us, drawing us into. I have this picture of Noah building an ark, a sanctuary, a safe space. Even as there was an incredible flood, Noah and his family was safe. But the same God will be a stumbling and a rock of offense 
to both the houses of Israel. Those are referenced here to those people who have hardened their hearts to the word of God. They have hardened their hearts to the truth. They have hardened their hearts to the reality of a God who brings life, of a, the one and only God, the Lord and God is one. And they were turning in a multitude of different ways, serving different gods. And God it says it will be a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Many among them shall stumble, they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. And then this word, which for me is so encouraging, bind up the testimony, the laws of God, bind them up, strengthen them, speak them, seal the law among my disciples. Now more than ever is a time for us to hold on to the word of God. To press into it. To say, God, this is your word and I want to understand it. I want to read it. I want to study it. And then Isaiah says, And I will wait on the Lord who hides his face from the house of Jacob. And I will hope in him. I will hope in him. Right now, perhaps where you are, it feels like God is hiding his face from you. Just like God, in a sense, was hiding his face from Isaiah in this time. And yet Isaiah says, I will hope in him. I will hope in, hope in the Lord, the psalmist writes. Because in him is abundant mercy. In him is abundant redemption. Hope in the Lord. Don't neglect that. Don't lose that. Fight for the hope in Jesus. Here am I and the children whom the Lord has given me the reason that Isaiah is forced to put it, deliberately put his hope in the Lord is because the situation wants to steal his hope. And here he says, here, is, here am I, I'm here, and my children, those children whom God has given me, we are for signs and wonders in Israel from the Lord of hosts who dwell in Mount Zion. And when they say to you, seek those who are mediums and wizards, who whisper and mutter, should not a people seek their God? He says people are going to come and they're going to tell us to look for answers everywhere else. To look for answers in the news websites. To look for answers from the medical fraternal. As much as we love the medical people. Look for answers from the scientists. Look for answers from the politicians. And yet he says, shouldn't we look for answers from our God? Should not a people seek their God? Should they seek the dead? On behalf of the living? No. We shouldn't look to anyone else. We shouldn't look to mere human flesh. We should look to God. He carries on and he says, Rather go, is the implication here, to the law and to the testimony. To the law. No, don't turn to the social media and the website and the scientists and the politician. We love them. We respect them. There's an important place for every one of them. But go to the law. And go to the testimony. Go to the word of God. If they, whoever they may be, do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. They will pass through it hard-pressed and hungry, and it shall happen when they are hungry that they will be enraged and curse their king and their God. And look upward. This word so challenged me. At first I was encouraged by the don't turn to conspiracy part. And then as I meditated on this passage, read this passage, prayed through this passage, this bit began to speak to my heart. It says, when they are hungry, they will be enraged 
and curse their king and their God. Let us be aware that we keep our hearts pure in the midst of the financial challenge, in the midst of the anger. Let us not be enraged and curse our king and our God. It is so easy to want to do exactly that, to want to curse, to want to blame the government and the politicians. I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying they agree with everything they do. What I am saying is we need to keep our hearts pure before God. Let us not be enraged and begin to curse because of our hunger. Because those in darkness, they will begin to look upward. They will say, where, what, what can I do? Then they will look to the earth. They will look up and then they will look down and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. And these last few verses, speaking about those who are in darkness, we, you, as a believer in Jesus, me, all of us together, are the light of the world. Let us begin to pray. Let us continue to pray that God would cause his light to shine in the midst of darkness. That God would turn those who are looking to darkness, who are looking to every other reason, who are not looking to Jesus, to begin to look to Jesus and find their hope in him. To hold on to him. To be people of faith. I'd like for us to pray together as we close our time. And perhaps if you are not a follower of Jesus, I want to invite you to pray with me, even if it's for the first time. Pray with me. And once we've done praying at the end of this message, just in the description, but there's a little link there. If you click on that link, I'd love to contact you. Find out more about who you are. Speak with you and pray with you again. That would give me an incredible privilege. Can we pray again? So Father, we thank you today for your word that still speaks. Thank you that your word speaks into our every situation and even your word speaks into our situation today. And so God, we come and we choose to repent, Lord, to turn away from everything that would take our eyes away from you. Whether it be fear, whether it be some theory, some conspiracy theory, some fear of death or economic pending disaster, we just choose to look away from all of that and to hope in you. Because Jesus, in you, is salvation. Jesus, you said we should not worry what we will eat and what we will drink. And so, Jesus, we choose to turn away from worry. We choose to allow faith to grow in our hearts. We choose to hold on to you and your ways and your truth. Would you come and lead us? And Jesus, in the same way, we want to pray for every single person who in some way is caught in darkness. And we ask Jesus, would you cause your light to shine in their darkness? Would you cause their eyes to open for them to know the truth, that the truth too may set them free? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for taking this time, sharing this video message with us. If you want to be in contact with us, you can just follow that link, as I mentioned, in the description. Have a glorious week further. May God smile upon you, your family, and all of your loved ones. Thanks for listening to this message from Shofar Christian Church. We believe that you enjoyed your time with us, establishing God's kingdom and His glory in your life. For more info, call us on 012-362-1363. Email us, pretoria at shofaronline.org 
browse our website, www.shofaronline.org, or like us on facebook.com forward slash Pretoria.